You're listening to the Ultimate Road Trip Podcast, sponsored by the Classic Motor Hub. Hi all, James Wally here, back with another episode of the Ultimate Road Trip Podcast. Thanks for your patience. We've been on a bit of an extended summer and autumn break, which has included the odd road trip here and there, including London to Goodwood for the Festival of Speed in the brand new BMW M2, which BMW kindly lent out to me for a few days. I was mightily impressed by the latest and probably last naturally aspirated non-hybrid model from their motorsport division. It was the most time I've spent in an M car since a trip to and then a around and around and around the Nürburgring a few years ago. I was rather reluctant to hand back the keys, as you'd imagine. Then there was also a trip from Munich to Prague, and then back down to Bavaria to the German-Austrian border in a slightly less exciting, but very solid and capable VW T-Roc, and pretty quick considering it was a one-litre. As you can imagine, there was loads of car spotting in Goodwood and also in Europe, from SUVs of every kind in Prague, especially Merck Gierwagens, to tricked-up Mark II Golf GTIs, Trabants, loads of 911s and convoys of Lamborghinis heading into Munich uh, to park up outside the Kempinski Four Seasons Hotel. They might have been on the lookout for Harry Kane, who just signed or was about to sign for Bayern Munich whilst we were out there. And then more recently, it was the Ultimate Road Trip annual company outing. Co-producer of the podcast, Lou and I took a 1962 Alfa Giulietta Spider to the Hotel du Cap Eden Rock. All right, it was a hybrid Cinquecento to an Airbnb, but there was pasties in the sun on Lagarut Beach. You got to hold on to those positives, I find. But anyway, moving on swiftly back to today's episode. And one of the earliest interviews for the podcast was with actor Ian Bartholomew, whose career spans stage and screen. And one of his most recent roles was Coronation Street's most infamous character ever, Jeff Metcalf. If you're a Corey fan, you'll know that the coercive control storyline featuring his relationship with on-screen wife Yasmin was one of the most talked about TV shows during the pandemic. What you might not know is that Shelley King, who still plays Yasmin in the soap, is a big fan of cars, of F1 and more or less everything else automotive. And so I was delighted when she agreed to come on the podcast and talk about her memories of moving to the UK, her father's cars, her own extensive car history, her time in Corrie, of course, and then her ultimate road trip. After moving to the UK from Calcutta when she was young, she made her TV acting debut in the BBC series Angels in the mid-1970s. She joined the cast of Coronation Street in 2014, not knowing that her character would be involved in a plotline which would reach its dramatic climax on the show's 60th anniversary special. I spoke to Shelley at the start of the summer, just before she set off from London to Manchester to continue filming Corrie. But luckily she's got the choice of a few very different cars to make that slog up the M6. But for the road trip, well, she's chosen a modern classic version of one of the most enduring sports cars of all time. And I'm delighted to say Shelley King joins me now from her home in London. Shelley, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Welcome to the Ultimate Road Trip podcast. Pleasure. Lovely to be here at last. Good. Yes, we have. We did have to cancel uh, our first interview, but we're here now and uh, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about acting, cars, the Mm. road trip, of course. Um, 
<clears throat> and as I said in my opening piece, you've had quite a roller coaster when it comes to acting. It's been a roller coaster in terms of plot lines and and your character in Coronation Street over the past mm. three years, um, yeah. which we'll come back to, of course. But aside from acting, what a lot of people won't know is that your big passion is cars. You like Formula One as well, which, again, I'll come back to in a second. Mm. Big F1 fan. So. Before we talk about the road trip, could I have a quick potted history? What What's your stable at the moment? And do you have a potted history of cars that goes back decades? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my stable at the moment, I have a, a wonderful low mileage. Uh, she's got 33,000 on the clock, uh, 1996, 993 um, Porsche. Lovely. Uh, in, in Zenith Blue. She's very, very pretty. She's lovely. And I've been told by, by various... Porsche Independence, um, that she's the best car they've ever seen. So Really? Of High praise age. indeed. Yes. Yeah, well, and so I believe them. I also have um, an Alpine, which is uh, the Alpine reintroduced the 70s original car in, nine, in 2018. Yeah, and lovely it is too. Yeah, and they made 1955 uh, of those. Uh, and 1955 is also my date of birth. So anyway, but that's because ah, I'm superstitious. I, lo I love little uh, factors like that. Brilliant. Yeah. So so um, I have one of those turbo editions, which were all sold even before they were released. But I managed to find uh, a man who uh, a, a, was a producer, actually, a film producer, who was also a fan of Coronation Street, who never... Oh who had only uh, had never driven it. He was always away and he, it had 450 miles on the clock and I couldn't resist it. And I, I went. Snapped it up. Yeah. It. Um, and now she's only got about 2000 miles on the clock. And I, and I or haven't had a chance to take her out. I did have, um, I'm mentioning this because I still feel this car is part of me. I did have mm. a Mercedes Pagoda 280 SL uh, named I Eunice. saw that. Yeah, yeah. I love. I loved her, but during the three years plus of COVID, um, and with the introduction of new uh, petrol mixtures, I didn't feel she was very happy. Um, I didn't drive her as much as I should. Things were happening to her. I don't like right. to see her not being driven, and it broke my heart. But I, but I, I sold her after fourteen years of ownership. A oh, couple of years. Yeah. Which is why I, which is when I actually found Evelyn, or no, uh, um, no, that's Birdie, Birdie, right. his name not brand, Birdie, um, and that's the uh, the nine nine three, and right. um, Evelyn is the is the Alpine. So they together represent um, my the new loves of my life. Although I have a little boy racer, well, two actually. Oh um, really? Yep. Um, one. One which is a, a Clio, a Renault Clio Trophy 182, very rare now. Very rare, uh, yeah. Very, very rare. Uh, only I think 500 were built, uh, and and distrib 550 altogether, but only 500 to the European market. And I think out of those, there are probably about 50 left, and only about, I would imagine, under 25, if that. Um, with low mileage, that is mileage under 40,000 anyway. And mine, mine's got 23 on the clock. Which so. is nothing. But as rare yeah. probably as the Clio Williams, you know, the Mark I yes, And yeah. the Williams of the Williams too. So probably rarer than those. 
Yeah. Well, you've got, and the Alpine, that's a modern, that's a yeah. classic of the future, yeah. especially if you keep the I mileage down. I think so. Down. And I've got all the, uh, the bells. Not that you should keep the mileage down. Cars are there to be driven, no. but. Well, it is meant to be driven, but yeah. I mean, I, and I, for my, my runaround is uh, another 182 Clio Sport. Um, and <laughs> and uh, she's got 70, and, you know, I've had her from new and she's got just coming up to 70,000, I think, or nothing, nothing really. And, and with these clear sports uh, or cars like these little hot hatches, the more you drive, the easier they become. And and she's, she's had a few, um, a few shekels spent on her, but uh, because she's, you know, out on the roads and in Hampstead, it's sort of difficult. And uh, she's had half her doors taken off at times by itinerant white van drivers <laughs> we've up with them and we've punished them sufficiently yes. oh and i and, and i did have also until quite recently a uh uh porsche 997 carrera 4 gts but um i i sold her actually to buy to buy birdie um so well the 993 uh, the purists the yeah. last of the of the uh of the air cooled yeah, nine uh, eleven. Nine nine sevens are the last of uh the no, well, they're the last of the water cooled cars before the turbo editions came in. So they yes. are. I wish I'd never sold it. The other, I wouldn't have anywhere to keep her, but they're they're gradually creeping up. So oh, uh, th- she was lovely as well. But anyway, can't have them all, matey. You can't. can't you can't. There's only so many. You can't have clowns like your cousin and you know Barty up up in in deep <laughs> northwest. Wales. No, he's not in Wales. He's on the border. So in, in Cheshire. Well, that Ian Bartholomew, your your ex on screen husband, Jeff driving. Metcalf, of course, who played your husband in, in Coronation yeah. Street. He put me on to the fact that you were such a, a petrol head. And let's we're going to talk about your acting and 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 your your charity work a little bit yes. in a second. But let's get on with the road trip. We're going to start with question one, mm-hmm. which is. What mm. is the car for your ultimate road trip? The make, the model, and the color. Well, I have to take. <laughs> I, have, I have to take Birdie, um, my nine nine three Zenith Blue nine nine three. I, I think she needs a good old long drive, and um, Colin Belton, who t- looks after her at Nine Meister, um, and Warrington at the moment, said, "You've got yeah. to do the five hundred. You've got to do the the five hundred, the Scots five hundred northwest. You know, on the top from Inverness up to John O'Groats, circular ride all across the northwest coast, yeah, um, northeast coast. And I've I've looked at uh, photos of all, and it's glorious. So, and I have to take Birdie with me, and I shall, I suppose I shall take it. I think the only question was, who will I take with me? And um, well, we're in a second. Yeah, but I just want to talk about the nine nines because I do have to because, of course, this year it's uh, opposite that you've uh, chosen a, a nine eleven because, of course, it's sixty years since yeah. they were first released uh, yeah. back in uh, in sixty three. As the obviously it was the nine one two originally, wasn't it? Exactly. Nine eleven. And, and but I, I I did find an old tweet of yours, and if if anybody had any um, questions about whether you were a car person or not i just love this tweet does anyone have an original certificate of conformity for a porsche 993 carrera 2 or four manual or tiptronic car if so please contact me via direct in yes. block capitals yeah. um and uh i just love that it's you know what to know why i can bore you with why and that is um uh the 993 that's the second question why that yeah. why the yeah. 993 
Well, why I actually sent that tweet was the 993 tips um, do do not have to. They, I mean, they 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 conform with ULES regulations. Yes. The original the original I can't know the technicalities of it, but the the original way fuel was 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 uh, deposited and run through the engine of that car was supposedly the cleanest car that was ever made. Okay, the, the, that that way of of of, of transforming a okay. power engine through fuel. Um, but I never, I I still don't understand. And there's a man called Christian Sanger who's um, in Porsche Club, who's a wonderful, um, um, who's an enthusiast and engineer. We cannot understand why the Tiptronic should be allowed into the ULES zone and the manual should not. Um, right. Okay. So, um, um, we wanted, I wanted to see if anybody had an original, um, uh, certificate of conformity with that stated emissions, but that was not the case. And sadly, the originals in Germany, the German, the Germans don't have certificates of conformity. They don't have their, so I can't get one. Oh, and sure. yeah. And Colin Belton, who I now takes care of, of birdie for me, uh, seems to think it's because the authorities believe that because you've got um, um, a six gear shift manual, you're likely to 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 burn burn oil. More. Right. Okay. I will not be burning my car to death or you know dra- driving her at breakneck speeds. I think Heaven people p- people with Lamborghinis and the, and 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 Ferraris that guzzle gas and and a Mercedes C63 are more likely to do that. And but they are allowed to 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 roam free. They're compliant, are they? Yeah, they're compliant, and yeah. so is. And so was actually my pagoda, um, because she is a pre nineteen seventy one car. It comes under the classic status, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the nine 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 six. It's it's the April. It's the ninety seven model, but it it's um uh, she was born in April ninety six. Um, right. She's not compliant, but 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 if I can, if I so yeah, if she was a Tiptronic, she would be compliant. She'd be okay. Little hay fever. So if I'm sniffing, forgive me. I oh, I'm sorry. Not uh, especially this beautiful day today, but yeah. It is, it is, it is, it is. But yeah, so so I hope I haven't bored you with that. Most people no, when I tell it's them fascinating. No, no, no. That's a fascinating and if not just a slightly crazy reasoning given to uh yeah, that but it it doesn't matter. It's going to create it it's gonna create a lot of uh a lot of debate and uh and I think and, so. Also, because the testing of the cars, I found out who tests them in Stuttgart, and I've written them countless letters to. The, I said, "I'll drive, and you can must give me an emissions test." Uh, right. in, in comparison to a Triptronic, and nobody's ever answered my. And I haven't had the time to go there with my little placard going. Fair, fair <laughs> play for the nine nine three manual owners. Thank you. But, I will send no. them. I'll send Porsche GB this um, the stream of this. Uh, Oh, they all know me well. They know and me. Try well. And try and push right, me. and they won't help. And get me. them to help you finally. Well, let's see what we can do. Yeah. But that's why the nine nine three. Understand? Um, yeah. So, question three. Yeah. Destination. Now, you travel a lot. Just quickly talking about travel and yes. your car. Just again, the history of your love of cars. Yes. I understand comes from your father. Yes. Who was. Who was a photographer between India and the UK? You were born in Calcutta, as I said in my opening piece, and your father yeah. travelled between India and UK. You go to India a lot, so obviously 
I love ones to discover new places. You go to India a lot, of course, for your. I didn't. Your, well, um, actually, you, you you say I went. Sorry to interrupt you, but I I have been going to India only after my father's um, passing, because I don't for for many reasons he didn't want to go back there. Um, okay. And you know politically and things like that, but but let we you know that's that's not something we're going to talk about now. So yeah. actually, since two thousand and five, but in fact, in two thousand since two thousand and six, because I, um, I've been going back to India with my partner Trulby uh, James, pretty much every year, if not twice a year. Of course, we had a three year gap during the COVID time, but I we yeah. went straight back last year. Um, and yeah, um, I love I love traveling. I love I love Greece, which you know I go to Greek Greece all the time. I drive in Greece. Um, Do you? I, I like Greece as well. Yeah, as well. Some of the roads in Spain are fantastic. Some of the roads in Greece, the motorways are fantastic, but some of the the back roads are a little bit dodge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I. But your also- father was a. Just very quickly, your father liked his cars. Is that you? Your he love of cars comes he from. His cars Did he motorbike. photograph cars? Did he take um, photographs of cars or? I think he did. Yeah, I, did, I think he did a, a campaign for Mercedes at one point. I don't have any of his, uh, any of those photographs. Sadly, yeah. my father, um, after my mother's uh, death, just threw away a lot of his work, including um, uh, uh, wonderful stuff that he had, he took the first picture of the Tata steel mills in India, pictures in, oh, in really? the 60s. Wow. And they were extraordinary transparencies. I still have one, um, you know, strapped himself to uh, steel beams with his with his um, assistant Ishak, and uh, you know they're, they're wonderful pictures. But for whatever reasons were perhaps memories and things he he got he got rid of he got rid right. of all that. But yes, he loved motorbikes. Uh, I have a picture of him on his Triumph, um, and he, he loved to sort of. Tinkle with Twitter, what is that the word? Yeah, with tinkle, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinkle, not tinkle. No, he didn't tinkle. <laughs> Tinkered with all of them. Um yeah. and and um he had various um he's got loads of pictures with my mum and him on various cars of the 50s um and 40s. Um I think there were and and Mayflowers and all sorts of things like that. Um and then we came to England on holiday in 1961 or 60, I think it was. And um, um, my father, we got off the, the piano, became became on a piano ship at that point. Yeah. And uh, when we got off and waiting for us at Tilbury was the new love of my father's life, not my not a rival for my mother or possibly, but right. it was a Triumph Herald 1200. In oh, how fabulous dark blue and white with the with the rubber bumpers and everything and it was all pristine and, and covered in 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 you know a cellophane and all everything was and uh, he got in it and drove to Wimbledon where we were living straight away he couldn't and you know, how amazing yeah I think he shipped the, the most of the and then and then the, the big luggage was taken on somewhere else but as much as we could fit into the and he loved it. And he used to say, oh, this car can turn on a sixpence. And he used to show. And I loved it. And the smell of this. And we took it back to India and, and Calcutta. It was just extraordinary. I mean, he had a Studebaker at the time, an American car. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, which, if you look at Can't have been many of those in Calcutta at the time. I can no. imagine. 
but 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 if you look at my Twitter little picture thing, it's me with a with a chauffeur's hat on at the wheel of the Studebaker. But ah, three or something like I that. I shall look at but, that again. Yeah. But uh, but um, but um, when when the Herald came to Calcutta, which wasn't the you know the traffic teeming city that it is now, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, people used to just crowd around it because they'd never seen anything like it, and I was really proud. I <laughs> and I still love the Herald. In fact, my, it's on my bucket list if I can find uh, a blue and white bicolor Herald with somewhere to put it. I I might even buy. They one. are super. They are very idiosyncratic looking cars, but very British yeah. with the fins at the back. A friend at school yeah. had one as a yeah. classic, and uh, and the, and well, the that- chestnut. Well, the wood frontage as well is yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. Anyway, that's a little thing. Well, you've tr- you like your traveling. You you've already given me one well, yeah. India, of course, Greece, Spain, but destination in Birdie, your nine nine three. Yes. In Zenith Blue, what? Yeah. Where are we going? Or have you already told us? I have. I told you. I don't. Yeah. Well, I think I have or, told you. Or, no, or, it's five hundred. It's the. It's the. It's the five hundred. North Coast five hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah. The North Coast five hundred, um, um, which was recommended to me by Colin Belton, as who I say takes care of her now um, at Nine Meister. Um, but um, and I I researched it and it's beautiful. You know, it, it's it's a culinary cornucopia uh, as yeah. well as a. I mean, it beauty. The beauty is extraordinary, and I, and it's, and I'm determined, you know, to to take at least a week off some somehow during. I think you have to, yeah. And go. I'm sorry, ITV. You don't pay me if I've had my holiday quota, but I'm going to take Birdie out and take that. Take a slow drive around those and stay overnight. They say, they say, take a week at least, and you're in good company because um. Gordon Murray, who, who designed the McLaren F1, who's been on, on the podcast, and JK of Jamiroquai both chose those roads. So you're you're Thank another you. one who's chosen the end, the North Coast 500. So who are you taking? Great, great destination, great roads. Who is your passenger for the road trip? Yeah, my my passenger will be my partner Trilby, who can't wait. She loves the car. She actually loves Birdie better than she liked Eunice Evelyn, the pagoda. She said, "Yeah, oh, no." And but in fact, it was she was. One of the people like this. This thing is asphyxiating, asphyxiating me now. I can't. But uh, oh, anyway, right. have you passed on your love of cars to her? Does she get it? Because that's the thing no, about but, car people. You but, either get it or you don't. No, no she does. She doesn't really. But I think you she appreciate the beauty or the speed the or the comfort. It. Yeah, it's the it's the beauty of it. I think. I mean, it's it. She's just a wonderful car, and that color, the zenith blue. It's a sort of sheen that that. Even goes it goes a sort of uh, purple sometimes in the sun and it, and it's 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 the lines of that car are just amazing. I I love it. I also like the nine twelve and the and the nine eleven T. Um, but um, in fact, somebody down the road has an orange nine eleven T that fixed the nine eleven T. Oh yeah, love um, but, um Beautiful car, but I just love I love Birdie and it's she's my second nine nine three. I've had a nine nine three before. Um, Silver one, uh, which when I had a back operation because uh, years of throwing myself around stages finally caught up with me in 2014, and I had a slip disc, um, and um, um, it happened actually in India when I was in India, and it just I had a I'd had a cortisone injection to help the disc uh, uh, get better and and straighten up my back, but it did the opposite. 
and the, the relaxation oh, yeah. that was that so I had to sell that car um yeah. and I love that car as did Trilby and and uh, I I always used to look for another 993 and then when I saw I me in the meantime had gotten like the 997 C4 GTS which was, she was a lovely car as well um a different beast uh, but yeah a different beast um but uh but then I saw this car. This is Ennis Blue. Yeah, I I had to. I had. You had to have, to have her. And it was during. It was actually during lock. Still during lockdown. And I and I drove to. I drove actually the 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 Renault Clio to, and the guy I bought it from, um, Neil Dickinson at at, at um, Hairpin, his partner, um, was the 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 son of Harry Metcalf. Who, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and of Harry's his, garage fame, yeah. Yeah, and and so I, that's where I bought them. I mean, and and that's where the that's where the the their showroom is as well. And uh, he told me that his father had given him a trophy, um, and because I told him I had a trophy as well as this the this nine nine this one eight two, and uh, and he told me about how the trophy had um won the rally the Alps rally section of this extraordinary thing that 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 Harry had been driving in and um which had Lamborghini Maserati Ferrari all these huge cars and the Alps section of this rally had been won out and out by the little t- trophy by this trophy this could go everywhere and it was and uh, just a point his... and squirt car it's going to it's going to yeah, be yeah. the, the trucks mean, like Lamborghini yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, oh, that's anyway. Well, it's nine. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of 911s. Do you like um, this whole new process of um, reimagining old 911s? One of my guests in a couple, three weeks' time is Rob Dickinson, who's the CEO of Singer Vehicle Design, who gets old 80s 911s and makes them as if they were the, the, the perfect 70s. Um, and they call it reimagining the Porsche 911. You're a fan of of these kind of cars. You, you E types happens with E types alphas, but 911 is the one that is worked on most of all by different companies, including Singer. Yeah. Can you see yourself buying yeah. one of those? They're not cheap, but they're it's an interesting cheap. concept, isn't it? It is an interesting concept, but there's something about there's something about, and I found this with the Pagoda as well. Looking at the real thing, as it were, and the smell of the real thing that I that are the original car not to mention that as a toy one wouldn't like even an electric line you know something whatever they did with it you know and brabus yes. and all things do with, with with but but there's something charming about the original i mean it reminds me of my dad for instance i mean it's it is when he died that i bought my first pagoda um right in a rush of not knowing what i was buying and it exploded for many oh reasons um i um, and it had it was found it had an, a, a different engine in it. I just bought it because it reminded me of dad, and it smelled like his cars used to smell, you know. And he yeah. he loved he loved um, he loved the the bigger versions of those Mercedes. And so, um, in fact, when he came here, his first car was a no. It was a it was he first bought a Zodiac, uh, and then he bought he found this Mercedes. Um, 300 or I can't remember what it was but it's the bigger version of the yeah yeah so um, what was I saying now I've lost me just about the old cars you you prefer a proper old car rather than one and I know you know yeah it's got to have a history 
That's right. And, and Scott, they have this, yes, there's something majestic about looking at that engine. You can actually open the back of the, the Porsche and see this thing working and it's yeah. glorious. And as you can with the Pagoda, you can open this wonderful bonnet and you can see this thing and it's gorgeous. Yeah. And if you keep it clean and as we do, those of us who love, I mean, it's just joyous to have a look That's at good. that. But a toy, a toy, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind one, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, um, they, they are now... Uh, Trying, there have been some people who have made uh, turned pagodas into electric cars, but I don't see the point of that. I really, I don't see the point of that. I well, don't no, because might as well buy some something else, I suppose. But because uh, I think maybe synthetic fuels might be a way of keeping a lot of these classics on the roads. If I know Porsche are massively investing into synthetic are. fuels um, for are. Formula so One, and yeah, yeah. So, who yeah. knows where the next ten years might take us? When, of course, yeah. you know, new, new petrol cars sales are banned in less than ten years' time. Now, yeah. Um, well, when my first pagoda, though, I had to put uh, the additive into it because it. Yeah. Remember, you have to, they have little add, bottles of additive, and when I filled her up with oct high octane petrol, you had to put the additive, and otherwise the. So but most pink, it would pink the, pinking. It was the, that's right. it, it was designed yeah. for leaded 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 fuel. That's right. That's right. So you know, um, I would. If my if 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 my cars have to be somehow modified for change in fuel, but but maintain their their original format, uh, as it were, engineering in an engineering engineering wise, I yeah, I'd love that's what you do. In there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're on the North Coast Five Hundred in your nine eleven um, with Trilby, and yes. we'll talk about acting in a second. So I'm really interested to know about the one tune or an album yes or the journey to start to end well you see the thing is that i started quite randomly uh well truly and i were listening to to mu to music and i've got lovely stereo system here and in and in manchester and i was trying it out and I, my my dad also loved uh one wonderful uh, he loved his bang and olivson so i've got two speakers here so i've just oh, had yeah. them they, they, I've had them for years, but they weren't connected to my present television. Anyway, and she said, look, my mother's favorite was one of my mother's favorites. And she uh, was, was, was uh, her partner was of some time other than Trilby's father was a, an opera singer. But she said, um, but uh, Sibelius Piano Concerto. And right. I started to listen to that. And Sibelius, known for his his affiliation uh, or, or his love of, 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 of things, the countryside of, of nature. And so I started to listen to this. And at, prior to that, I, I, I was thinking of what you said, and I thought many things, I love Fado music and, and various Brazilian stuff, yeah. but somehow, and the eclecticism of all the tracks on that album seemed to marry with the, the views I had seen when I looked up the drive of uh, on yes. the 500, some huge majesty. The majesty, yes. <laughs> and, and so such an extraordinary differences in, in from track to track. And I thought, well, if there's one album I could play, I mean, I've, it's so uplifting. It's wonderful. It's so inspiring that I think yeah. I, Sibelius Piano Concerto, I would... I can't remember what number it was. I think I, wrote, I can't remember. Anyways, it's a piano. Well, I, I will have a listen and choose a, a, a hopefully an appropriate section to to play yeah. us out in a, yeah, in a few minutes. Well, yeah. 
sounds wonderful. Not many people have chosen classic uh, classic tunes yeah. uh, or yeah. classic but classic cars and classic tunes. You classic, see that. Classic composition, classic cars, they go together. Really sounds wonderful. We, we must, of course, talk about your acting over the past three years in Coronation Street. Nine years, but three years. Been, of course, you have been there when lockdown, lockdown was happening and it must have been very difficult. Or did it make it easier with the, the plot line of coercive control? Obviously, you, as Yasmin, you were... Yes. subjected to horrendous domestic abuse by Jeff Metcalf, played by the most wonderful person, I don't have to tell you, Ian Bartholomew. Yeah. Was it easy, easier for you because you both had to kind of lock yourselves down? So it was well, method. We, you yes. could, it was real method acting well, in a way. Well, it, it didn't. It obviously we didn't know it was going to go out in lockdown. That that was the thing. Um, it started. So you started the plots before lockdown, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because we 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 film about three months ahead of time, so sure. we weren't aware that that was going to happen. But what what I was aware of, um, uh, some time before. I think even Barty knew um, Ian Bartholomew um, uh, was that the journey that was going to occur with these two characters was one of a, of mental abuse mm. uh, because we started off and it and it happened in 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 soap time so slowly. I mean, we did explore it for three years, yeah, because we began as as. I, I don't know Terry and June. For those of you who remember, they were these terribly comic, you know, characters who who were funny and and loving, and um, he was very attentive, and she enjoyed that attention. Her husband had her ex husband had treated her dreadfully, and and uh, yeah, and very slowly, and and a lot of research was done. In, you know, with in in soap, it was three years, but in reality, these these transitional relationships that go from from love to complete destruction, yeah, can minimum I would imagine twelve years. Some of them. I was 30. going to say over a decade, probably. Yeah. 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 Um. So so yes, it 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 was a, it was a it was a, an extraordinary time, and we we had a lot of research was done. We had a great deal of help from from women's aid um, yes. and various associations and from women and communications with women who themselves had been victims of this abuse and their willingness to talk to us and share with us their horrific experiences was, which you which was which which were weaved into the into the yeah, into the plot yeah. actual very real much. experiences very much which so is, which is, makes it even more shocking yeah the producers, the the script writers, the, you know, the researchers worked together. I, I'm I'm really proud. At Barty and I are both, I think, hugely proud of our of the team's achievement for those for uh, during those episodes. Um, you know, I think it was a, a huge achievement for for all of us, really, and we're something that we're all proud of but i think it helped a lot of people and i think i said before to you um that it, it wasn't intended to go out at lockdown but as as fate would have it it did well, go exactly. out and and it was at a time when when the figures of abuse mainly uh, predominantly of men 
to women, but also men to each other and women to each other in various relationships. But it went up, I think, threefold. You know, it really was. And and women, I think, during that time, and and uh, b- because of, so I so I'm told, um, b- because of what was being shown on on this popular soap opera, um, yeah. people became more aware of it, and women, um, and and or human beings, men and women, who were um, in controlling and abusive relationships, were given permission to actually leave their homes and seek help. Um, so against the the lockdown restrictions yeah. i mean it, it couldn't as a storyline goes in one of the biggest shows on uk television it couldn't have um for want of a better phrase it couldn't have worked better it couldn't have yeah. come at a better time could yes. it, i would have thought um and yeah. do, do you did you know did you think that this plot this plot line when you first joined in i think 2014 was it Coronation yes. Street. You, yes. Could you imagine that it would have, you know, the story would have come to a uh, a head, as it were, on the 60th anniversary of Coronation Street, that episode where it, Jeff yes. Metcalf had his comeuppance again for yes. want of a, a, a yes. much more uh, sensitive yeah. term. Yes, actually, it was. It was. It, it it had the thing was that we did lock down in in the street for a couple of months. Um, during lockdown we weren't you know and then we were given special dispensation as actors we had notes to say that we could travel to and from our place of work from to our place of work from wherever we lived um essential workers yeah yeah we were that was extraordinary but but we did nevertheless nothing was nothing happened for two and a half months um and that did impact the storyline which was actually going to be a much slower um, demise of Jeff, actually. So it right. all happened rather suddenly um, towards the end of lockdown, and um, but you know, it it, it 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 still had a huge impact. I would have preferred because he he was it was I think he was going to come back um, and win his case, and then and then then evidence as as because of the stuff we'd heard, and then intimidate her more. Nobody believed her. Da 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 right. da. That's what happened, and then gradually, he he did, as you say, meet his comeuppance. But um, and I don't know how they were going to do, it, but this is how they did it at the end with the with the chickens having their ultimate revenge. Actually, well, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know. but what a legacy to leave in terms of of storylines. You know, in, 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 a, in such a popular uh, drama series as, as Coronation Street. I mean, mm-hmm. um. For various reasons, because I had two small children, I, I I used to catch snippets of it, and I would be thinking, "Goodness me, you know, my admiration for you as actors to get through that was uh, just just increased." And it hugely. was we we were very close. I mean, he is a very very and always will be, and the whole family and the, the kids and 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 love the yeah. love will all, will always be my friends. We may not see each other all the time, but. Um, Whenever I hear a raspberry on my message, um, when I pick up my message and somebody's going, I know, oh, he's just wrong me. I must bring him back. Um, so um, I haven't seen him. Lately. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see them um, maybe in the summer sometime and go and, and see them. But we, we have we do go out occasionally and w- walk about and do things. And, and yeah. Um, um, and hopefully um, he won't get he won't get as many. 
people shouting at it in the street. You remember you saying in an interview I saw people yeah. were shouting, go on, go on, yeah. Shelley, go on, Yasmin, you know. Yeah, it must, yeah, have, been, yeah, yeah. must have been a very strange yeah. experience, just aside from the normal being recognised in the street, but having people, because they were so invested. And I they, was watching an episode of Gogglebox and it really brought it home how the public were reacting yes. to both you yes. and Ian. And, yeah. it, you know, it was a microcosm of the British public's reaction. And it and, and, and also because, yeah, because people were locked in their homes, aren't they? And they're looking at this thing and they can identify with it and they can identify with the identification. Thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I always I always try to make it very um, apparent in interviews that, you know, Barty was a wonderful actor and a very, very good friend. So for the most part, I think people understood that. So even when yeah. they even when you know we were walking down the street or towards the the local the local bar in media city um people would be quite affectionate in their in their sort of comments rather than you know hostile in any way yes you'd hope yeah they, um, they were. i mean he because barty used to sometimes stay at my place when we had early mornings because it was quite a drive for him you know so and yeah, we did. We did work together, and we did have time to work together, and we spent time working together because both of us are theatre people, and perhaps our process was similar. So we did understand that, and yeah, we did have we did have skirmishes, but it was all in a very oh, well. Come on, who wouldn't? You know Barty, nice. and you get yeah. to know you know anyway. So, yeah. but it was about the work. It was never a personal thing, and and the work the work I think benefited from that that ability to trust and be very open with each other. Um, yeah, that's certainly what you get to do in theatre, you know, with with even if you have a minimum, uh, uh, you know, as you have in rep used to have in like three weeks rehearsal, but that's huge, you know, or sometimes up to eight weeks if you're one of the big with one of the bigger theatre companies. But you, you know, you make you ma you have bonds in theatre that 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 last for a lifetime. And I th and I, I, I think even though you might not see people all the time, but. But and and indeed, I suppose that happens in Coronation Street because some people have been there for their entire been there a long time, yeah. But but um, the nature of the work doesn't allow time for for two to newcomers to sort of get in, especially yeah. people of my age and Barty's right. age. You know, it, it takes a bit longer for us yeah. to get into the whole, and also because I think people people have lives. I mean, it it it, it it's a family. Mm. you don't do it that's people have, who have been in it from kids have you know go about their lives in a different way whereas if you're on tour or if you're being a piece of theater you're sort of locked into that so it's it's a state a case of having to get on with but this is a cast of what 70 or 80 people so you know huge it's, yeah it's huge. a big family yeah. yeah but of course you had quite rightly some awards and you had to do award ceremonies in lockdown so yeah. virtually we missed all the sort of panoply and all the, well, the, the, and the, and the red and the red carpets because yeah, you had the that. i don't you like know, them anyway, so, well anyway. you had the best soap, soap partnership you had also ian won inside soap vest villain you both had the showstopper of the year award so you yeah know, and one of the awards he won best actor and the other award i won best actor and he said oh my god what are we going to do now i said well we have to share them won't we we're <laughs> two of them and uh yeah, and and yeah, we no, we we got a lot of, we got a lot of awards. We got a lot of quite um, rightly, yeah, gongs. But but that the the, and I don't mean to sound fatuous, but but the biggest reward, the honestly the biggest reward, 
was the reaction of and from people's letters and um you know and Barty released that wonderful song that he that that this that, time is forever yes in aid of for for women's aid yeah that should have asked me to bloody well sing on it but of course he knows I'm the better <laughs> but he won't do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Really great to hear about your stories of, of being on Coronation Street and the, the roller coaster years over the past three, four years. I'd like to come back to cars quickly. We don't have much time. And okay. you were talking about, or I was talking about your love of F1. And there have been plot lines in Coronation Street tackling injustice. And I do like a, a piece that I found out about F1. And you are loving to get involved in F1 spats on not yes. spats but you like to put your your two penneth in because you're a lewis hamilton fan aren't you and of course I 20... have a great admiration for him yeah an amazing you. driver an amazing story 2021 when it was the end and max verstappen the whole letting the cars through and then that was and then sao paulo you you were also vociferous in your um yes. about being run off the track at sao paulo in, again in 2021 so mm -hmm. You are you're invested in F1. Lewis Lewis is your man. I mean, what? How do you feel? Because it's not been the best. It's not been an easy year, has it? Porpoising last year and this year. No, I mean, the car for some. Just I mean, look, the, you know, Red Bull has an extraordinary. Um, um, what's the word? I mean, they've got what's his name, Adrian. Oh, Adrian God. Newey. Adrian Newey, who you know, is the king of. Chassis oh, construction, isn't he? An I mean, absolute yeah. uh, professor of yeah. yeah. non-pareo, you know that that, um, and so the yeah, Mercedes have have found it very difficult to to um, start the new design of this with 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 the new generation of cars. I'm hoping, uh, sadly, they've had a, a larger um, uh, gap than they would have imagined because of the terrible things that have happened in in. Um, Imola, in, Emilia, yeah, uh, Emilia and, yeah. and terrible, awful, awful again. So, and and I hear that um, McLaren, the McLaren boss, has called for a better, some better plans from uh, F one, the great, the great circus that is F one traveling around the world. Because it does seem to me that their 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 touring schedules, like many I have been on, a blind man with a pin, you know. So it's so especially yeah this year. Bam, bam, bam. And they're, they're in Europe this weekend in Monaco, but they're going to Canada um, midway, right in the middle of the European leg. And you think once they're here, they should get it get it all done. Yeah, so there has to be some rethinking. You're right. Well, he is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's got to be some joined up thinking about all of that. And yes, they're, they're starting new, a new fuel. Um, I think they are going to buy Some synthetic them. fuels or some other types of, yeah. yeah. I think I, I welcome that. As I say, I, I would gladly, and I again, I've spoken to Colin Belton about it at Nine Miles. He said, "Yeah, I, you know, we're there. If if we have a type, we can we can do that. We can change yeah. the cars and keep their essential spirit, but change the DNA." I the DNA yeah. But I and I have to say, and I will say it, and I hope people listen to it. That what Max Verstappen and he has absolutely no moral fiber all in my opinion because i could not have done what he did he's a great driver he's a talented man but to actually accept that um that championship was in a 21 mm. a travesty a tra he knew it was i mean that's i mean the man is competitive gone wrong it's you that I, how could you have any pride winning that how could well, you they made up the they made up the rules at the end didn't they and it was they did. seemingly they did and they did uh, that. the race director 
They did that the other day. What was the when the same thing happened and they they all you know went over the line and and uh, they did what was yes the, yeah yeah and it was the same thing. It was the same thing, and that happened. You think, oh right, so you're not actually saying that shouldn't happen, are you, Christian Horner? That something should end over the line now because it bloody well suits you, doesn't it, man? Do you know, Ugh, drives me mad. I mean, yeah, you know, so I- I'm not saying he's not a fantastic driver, and I think Alonso. You know, I would like to see Fernando get out there, whatever the rivalry he and Hamilton had. I think he's an extraordinary driver. And I would he love... Is, especially but coming back as he has, uh, his yeah. age, and this is his the last. Tenacity. Yeah. Amazing. The tenacity, you can see that to sort of, you know, that thing of of getting there and, and using all that experience. And yeah, and he, he's not, he hasn't lost it. He wants it. He still wants it, you know. Yeah. But Lewis is, yeah. this year, you know, he's he's... He's doing okay, but we're only okay. a third of the way through the through yeah. the uh, season. So uh, we'll watch Lewis with uh, everybody else with interest. Have you been to an F1 race? Have you had the invites? I keep hoping that Lewis's mum is a great Coronation Street fan, and he'll he'll. Oh, the, the word me. the word is out, Shelley. Shelley, oh, it's been so amazing talking to you. Let's just quickly go over your road trip. You're going in birdie. You're nine eleven nine nine three, which to us zenith blue zenith blue um you're going your partner trilby on the north coast 500 to yeah. sibelius's piano yeah. concerto uh, no violin concerto but sorry so violin. violin concerto it sounds wonderful and uh it's been just fabulous to hear of your love of cars mm. and coronation street thank you so much for your time this thank afternoon you. on the ultimate road trip podcast and uh we look forward to watching Yasmin's continued story on Coronation Street. I mean... I I did have a car chase to do once, which I I enjoyed. Did you? Yes. I was trying to help. Did you have to have special training by a top... No, no, I I offered to do it. And my poor first Keith, he was very, he's very, very... He said, oh my God, as I drove for speed, going, we can't actually catch up with you. Stop that, doing that. (laughs) It's only a game show. Stop it. I go, all right. Okay. Brilliant. Shelley King, thank you so much for being with us on the Ultimate Road Trip podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. It's been lovely.